Happy New Year, friends, and welcome to the Word for Life podcast. This is Pastor Anthony Scott. As always, I am so excited and delighted that you have chose to listen to the Word for Life podcast today. And listen, I believe that there is a word from the Lord today. It's so good. I'm going to have to break it up into two parts. And so today we will talk about part number one. As we entered into the new year, I was pondering and thinking about how many get so excited about the fact that we are ending one year and walking into another year, as if to suggest that the changing of a day, the changing of an hour, the changing of a year would solve all of our problems. Literally, it is important for us to understand that this year will be just like last year unless you take care of your mind and adjust your perspective. I was blessed by God to preach a message entitled, Dig Through It. And I wanna share that with you today. Dig through it. It is that when you're going through life's adverse circumstances, many times we have a bad habit of thinking that things will disappear or dissipate or fade away. And life does not work like that. At some point in time in your life, you're going to have to do the work to clear the clutter, the confusion, and all of the issues, the skeletons in your closet that are hiding underneath your victory. Listen, friends, there is victory available for you. But I believe that we are in a season now where God wants you to declutter your past and your yesterday so that he can move you forward with all expedience into the greatest season of your life. But I need you to understand that the next season is not ready to handle you until you have closed the door and performed the eulogy on your yesterday. Do me a favor, friends, grab that cup of coffee, get yourself ready as we go into this message entitled, Dig Through It. I'll be back soon. Mark chapter 2, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. When you have the text, verse number 1, you'll see these words, or just look at it on your screen. It says, and again, he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. For the few moments that his arms are shared together this morning, I want to preach a little while using as a subject, di- as a subject, dig through it. Dig through it. Would you please do me a favor and type that in the comments? Come on, somebody type dig through it. Dig through it. 
My brothers and sisters, I hate to be the bearer of your reality check or as my wife might say, a killjoy, but while the 31st turned into the first and 2021 turned into 2022, your issues, your lots, your dilemmas, your difficulties have not yet turned. I am always taken back in the beginning of a new year because many people seem to propose that a new year means that all their troubles are over because the year has turned. And I understand the sentiment, I understand what we are trying to suggest and to say, but the reality is that the same issues I had on the 31st are with me on the 1st. And they will not leave because the year turned. Only because the shifting of a day or a year is of no consequence, here it is, if your mind remains the same. And so it is easy for us to shout and to dance about the reality that we are in a new year. And I'm not telling you not to shout. I'm not telling you not to dance. You can do whatever you want to do. However, I am telling you that if, oh my God, is that if your mind does not shift, the same issues that held you down in 21, 20, and 19 will still hold you down in 2022. Somebody type in the comments, it's a mind thing. We've got to learn how to master this idea of the mind. And so, beloved, while I would love to issue to you today a prophetic declaration this morning, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because I'm afraid that my challenge today would cause you to think that you don't have anything to dance or shout about. But the reality is that if you do the work and dig through the things in your life, there is absolutely a lot to shout and to dance about. I would like to come stand up here today and tell you that it's all about you in 2022. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I would love to tell you that God's going to do in 2022. Instead, I want to tell you that the victory you need in this season may not be tangible. Maybe the victory you need is mental. Come on, somebody say, it's a mind thing. It is that many of us, maybe that God does not need to give you another tangible thing that you can touch in your hand. You don't need another tangible thing. You don't need a new car. You don't need a new house. You need your mind to be healed, delivered, and set free from the dysfunction and the troubles of yesterday. Somebody say, God, heal my mind. It is that there is a psychological victory that is coming for you this year. Oh my God, there is a psychological victory that is coming for you this year that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard that God is going to do something in your mind that he's never done for you before. It's in your mind. I don't know if you've ever thought about it or not, but can you imagine, watch this, living in a world 
where confusion, anxiety, clutter, and the skeletons of yesterday do not dampen your mood, dilapidate your energy, and fill your heart with regret. Can you imagine living in a world where your heart is free to worship and your mind is free to worship and your body is healed to worship? Can you imagine living in such a world? What God has done so much internally in me that I cannot help but give him an external exploit of how good he's been to me. I wanted to take a few moments, my dear brothers and sisters, to talk about regret very quickly. Regret. Friends, regret is a demon of God's will. Oh my God, I'm going to say that again. Regret is a demon to God's will. Because while oftentimes if we're not careful, we are beating ourselves up over what happened and what we did yesterday. And God is saying to you that it was all a part of the plan. Regret is a demon of the will of God. And so to regret is to suggest that God didn't include the mess into my miracle. Mm, I got to say that again. It is that regret suggests that God did not include my mess or factor in my mess into my miracle. Oh my God, that's something to shout about right there. Because while we were busy shouting about how he saw the best in me, y'all remember, I'm grateful that he saw the mess in me. And when he saw my mess, my mess did not disqualify me from a miracle. Now listen, I'm not talking to you stuck up folk, for, but for those of y'all in the room that know that your life was a mess, I mean from the bottom to the top, you had some stuff going on and you can shout about that he saw the best in you but I'm glad that God saw the mess in me and he did not throw me away even while I was a mess friends I hope you are enjoying this season listen we are living in such a trying and difficult time it seems like every day there is something new once we get ourselves rid of one issue here comes something else and over the past almost two years, we've been living in a pandemic, trying to figure out this mysterious monster called COVID-19. And listen, I want to encourage somebody who is listening to this podcast. Hold on, hang in there. Do not throw in the towel because God has much more for your life. I want to say to anybody, if you are anywhere in the Houston area, I would, that you would come out this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we've been blessed and partnered with our community to provide free COVID testing to all of those that are in our community that need to be tested. I am certain uh, that because of the way that this is being handled, we're going to be in the middle of a surge, uh, having come through a new year and the celebrations and many people were out. Uh, without a mask and without any kind of protection and so i'm certain that there will be some kind of a surge and so we're offering ourselves to our community to ensure and to make sure that there is a place that they can go to be tested so if you are in the area and you need to be tested your family needs to be tested your co-worker needs to be tested anybody you might know that needs to be tested and wants to avoid the long long grueling lines 
that are across the city of Houston, please send them to Word of Life Church at 830 Turney Drive, Houston, Texas, 77038. I also want to say that on January the 6th, we are celebrating our ninth church anniversary. And I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I mean, I'm really, I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. I'm so excited uh, because we've come this far literally and only by faith, leaning on the everlasting arm of Jesus Christ the righteous. Listen, friends, we were so delighted and excited because we were celebrating or had a celebration uh, intact and ready to go for our ninth church anniversary. But due to the catastrophe that is COVID, we are going to postpone for the moment our ninth church anniversary. And rather, I would that you would remain prayerful for our ministry, that God would continue to grow us, that God would continue to develop us, and that God would continue to put his imprint on our ministry, that we might be uh, the city that is set up on a hill with our light shining bright in a dark, deep world. Would you do that? Would you please pray for our ministry and pray that God will continue to breathe on us as we continue to go forward in the name of the Lord. Well, friends, that's all for now. Please, let's go back into this word from the Lord. Dig through it. I'll be back soon. And what I want to get to you today, my brothers and my sisters, is that if you're going to see victory, not only in 2022, but period in your life, you will need, we will need to touch what's under the rug. I have some, thank you. We're going to need to touch what's under the rug. Oh, God. Somebody put that in the comments for me. You got to touch what's under the rug. Y'all remember, y'all remember, y'all remember, y'all remember. When, 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 when you were growing up, Y'all remember, uh, there were certain times in your life when your parents declared to you, you better clean that room. Or I'm going to come in there with a little help. You know, I'm going to help you clean your room. And when you waited to the last minute to clean, there were times where you threw things under the bed and you swept things under the rug. And you put things in the closet because you knew or you felt like in your mind they were not going to look right there. But the reality is, is that when they came in, they could see a lump under the rug that suggests that you tried to clean. Watch this. But it's still visible to my eye. I can still touch it. And the truth of the matter is, is that many of us think that we are fooling people and God because we have a facade. Oh, my God. But we don't really live for God I wish I had somebody that can type in the comments and put in there I can see your lump yeah I can see your lump I can see that you are hurt I can see you are depressed I can see that you have issues that's what I love about the old saints of yesteryear that you can walk in church with your suit on and your on and your cross on and they can still see that underneath the cross there was contamination I came to tell somebody today that God wants to heal the rug in your life God is going to touch the rug in your life because he can see your lump he can see what you're trying to hide I need you to get to a place this year where you would rather be holy than to hide Ah, uh, somebody type in the comments, dig through it. Come on, say dig through it. There, 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 there are so many things in our lives 
that have kept us stuck where we've been because we refuse to dig. We refuse to dig. And I really came this morning literally as a site superintendent, a site supervisor to give you your own shovel and to tell you that if you really want to shout, you're going to have to do some work. If you really want God to give you some victory, you're going to have to do some digging. There's a shovel in your life that is have your name on it. And if you want God to give you true victory, you're going to have to dig. Come on. Come on. Somebody type in the comments, dig. I got to dig. I got to dig when it's uncomfortable. I got to dig. When it hurts, I have to dig. When I'm tired, I got to dig. When I don't understand, I have to dig. When I don't feel like confronting what happened to me yesterday, I have to dig. Because the reality is, is that many of us are living under a grandmaster flash, oh God, kind of thing in our life that sometimes it's a jungle. Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going. I know there's somebody in the room, there's somebody in this virtual church right now that wow, you got that shovel in your hand and you say, yeah, PA, I think you're right. I got some work to do. You know that the only reason you haven't gone under yet is because God has been on your side because the truth is that sometimes we are going through so much come on talk to me now the truth of the matter is that sometimes we are going through so much in our minds in our hearts in our lives that when people ask you how you doing you literally sit back in your mind because you're trying to figure out which thing you want to tell them about because I'm going through so much hell I don't even know what to tell you how I'm really doing and what comes out is I'm good because I'd rather tell you I'm good than to give you the whole laundry list of things that I need to dig through in my life all while your heart is crying your body is aching your heart is broken You're suffering and battling through depression because you know this can't be it. I'm praying for relief and peace to God, but I have to tell you that it's going to require some work. Somebody type, dig through it. I need you to hear me clearly today. I need you to hear me clearly today because I am not talking to those of you that don't mind being stuck. I'm not talking to those of you that don't mind being broken. I'm not talking to those of you that don't mind being in pain because there's some people that like their life broken. Some people like it just like it, T.I. is. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here today for those of you that say, I can't take this no more because the truth of the matter is, although it's a new year, I still feel as much burden today as I felt on Thursday. That's who I'm preaching to. I still feel as heavy today as I felt last Tuesday and I need God to do something in my life I came to tell somebody that God will get rid of it but God will not get rid of it until you get sick of it 
Oh, God, you got to type that in the comments for your boy. Come on, somebody type that. You can't get rid of it until you get sick of it. That's who I'm here for today. That's who I pastor, the people that say, I'm sick of this mess. I can't do it no more. I'm tired of crying all night long. I'm tired of the pain in my body. I'm tired of all these things going on in my life. I understand that I've got to do some work so that God can do something magnificent on the inside of me. Our text today is very interesting. It's one of my favorite passages, and I believe it's often slept on, uh, but it has so much power, so much meat, and so much weight in it. But Christ, Jesus Christ that he is, the Bible says he is now entered into a place called Capernaum. It's a place where he often lodged and when he entered into Capernaum, he entered into and stayed with one of his disciples by the name of Peter. Y'all know Peter. He stays in Peter's house and the Bible says that when Jesus entered in, when Jesus got to Capernaum, the Bible says that after some days it was heard that Jesus was in the house. Lord, have mercy. I can get happy all by myself because there's something, there is an effect. There is a swelling. There is a growth. There is a something, a trigger that happens when Jesus is in the house. I came to tell somebody because really there's a truth in us that many of us profess and proclaim that we got the best house and the best family, but really the best resides where Jesus is because if Jesus is there, grow is inevitable. If there is no Jesus, there can be no growth. If there is growth, there must be some Jesus. So the Bible says that when it was heard that Jesus was in the house, yeah, I got I gotta ask you a question. I gotta ask you a question. Is Jesus in your house? Is Jesus in your house? No, 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 no. Not, not, not is he with you on Sunday morning. Not is he in your holy regalia. Not is he in your dance and your shout. But do you have the same Jesus at home that you have at church? Is Jesus in your house? Not only that, the text is, is, the text is loaded because it's tailored to teach us. The Bible says that when it was heard that Jesus was in the house, which is evidence that when Jesus does something in your life, you ought to be, have a big mouth about the big things that God has done in your little life. Yeah, I don't I don't know what was heard, Brother Ken. I don't know what they heard. I don't know if it was a blind man that told them they can see. I don't know if it was a woman with the issue of blood. I don't know if, if, if it was a parable about losing the one and going after. I don't know what they heard. But whatever the folks heard, they said, I got to go and see Jesus. I got a question to ask you. When is the last time you've been verbal about what Jesus did for you? And so Christ Jesus now having been sometimes he's preaching about in the country at this point in time in the book of Mark chapter 2. And here he returns to Capernaum, which you could call his headquarters. And he makes his appearance there in hopes that by this time the crowd has now dwindled down. <coughs> Jesus now at this time is trying to find some relief he's trying to find some rest and he understands what is happening <clears throat> and Jesus understands that the more he lives and walks by faith the more people he heals the more things 
he does, he's starting to understand that if I do that, my name becomes great. And so at this point in time, he wanted it really to die down. That's why he was chilling. He was trying to relax. That's why he went to Peter's house and not to the synagogue. He didn't go to church. He went to Peter's house because he wanted it to die down. But there's something about Jesus that just when you mention his name, it's almost like it's not allowed to die down. But instead, it is a fire that is lit underneath everybody. So now the Bible says that though he was in the house, Peter's house, he, he would often lodge there. He would often stay there. And now the Bible says that immediately. Uh-huh. Remember, I told you he wanted it to die down. He didn't want to preach. He didn't feel like it. He wanted everything to die down because he knew that in the end, he was going to have a problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He knew that they were trying to trump up charges against him. And so he was trying to let it all die down. But when Jesus is on the scene, everybody comes flocking there is a multitude that comes to Jesus because there is power in his name and so now he's in the house and the Bible says that immediately many gathered together so that there was no room to receive them not even near the door and he preached the word to them now this is interesting because it's interesting because here you have Jesus, the savior of the world. Here you have Jesus, the second in dispensation. He is now preaching the word. Why is that interesting? It's interesting because John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. And so now here you have Jesus preaching oh God himself and his father. He's in the house and he's preaching the word. I don't know his sermon text. I don't know. I don't know his subject. He probably was just sitting there talking. But can you imagine what it must feel like when Jesus preaches the word? Uh, it is an uncovering of himself that he decided that I'll dig within myself and pour onto people. Now, can I tell somebody in the room the reason why you got to dig is because you can't pour onto them until you dig out of yourself. Uh, the problem in this neo-Pentecostal church is that we've got people pouring who've never dug. Oh, God, Holy Ghost, help me today. And really, the truth of the matter is that you don't deserve to pour until you went through the trouble and the battle of digging. Oh, God, your pulpit shouldn't be there until you've decided to dig. And so I got to dig before I can pour somebody please write that in the comments for me tell somebody you gotta dig before you can pour see we live in a society in a world in a generation that is infatuated with pouring and ignored digging we are infatuating with giving out but we don't want to dig within ourselves to get out all the gunk and the dirt and the filth that has been living in us for years Friends, I'm, I'm all out of time. I'm not out of message, but I'm all out of time as I continue to get used to this idea of podcast. I want to ensure and make sure uh, that we are not too long on here as I understand that you likely listening to this on your commute or while you're at work, you know, to get you through the day. And so my time for today is far spent, but we'll pick it up next week in part two of the message Dig 
through it. Listen, friends, as always, I want to ask you if you would do me a humongous favor, uh, like, subscribe, review, comment, and share on the Word for Life podcast that we might continue to be exposed and to be um, found in the massive database that is podcast. So please do me a favor, rate the Word for Life podcast, share the Word for Life podcast, review the Word for Life podcast that we might continue to be found in the massive engine that is podcast. Listen, friends, I know that sometimes in your life it seems like There is no hope for tomorrow. But I want to tell somebody, anybody who is listening, hang on in there. God is squeezing the life out of you. Listen, friends, whatever you do, stay with God and he will see you through. That's all for now. I'll see you next week on the Word for Life podcast. Take care.